Welcome back to the Further Your Fitness podcast. It's been a while, I'll admit. I think it's been uh, at least a year and a half, if not longer, um, for multiple reasons. The main reason being that this podcast hasn't been recorded in a while is that I am now a father to a little girl who has recently turned one. Um, Obviously, for anyone who's ever had kids before things do take over um i apologize to the uh three people that have missed this podcast dearly cheers mom for um uh, trying to get me back um and my other two family members who have missed this podcast for anyone else who's actually stuck around and listened to this and come back and uh, listening right now i appreciate it a lot um i'm still online coaching for anyone who cares uh, but I just haven't had time, really. I know it sounds like a bad excuse to um, prioritize the podcast. So for anyone who's stuck around again, I appreciate you coming back and listening. But um, today, um, I'm going to touch on training frequency. It's um, a topic since, probably since the last time I've uh, filmed an episode. Not filmed an episode, sorry, I recorded uh, an episode that this episode's not going to be filmed, unfortunately, because I'm currently in my car, of all places. Yeah, this is the, the level of quality you're going to get from me. You're not going to get a, a big, cool microphone that's, that's hanging around by a sofa with some illuminated lights and cool lighting in the background. You're just going to get me in my car talking at the rubbish to you. So, since the last uh, podcast, I've noticed that training frequency has become more prominent in the fitness industry. Um, it's it's kind of a hot topic in a way. It may have come and gone, to be fair, since the year and a half. But the way people used to train a lot in fitness would be your kind of bodybuilding or bro split, as people call it. You know, your, your chest, chest days, your back days, shoulder days, leg days, uh, and so on and so forth. Uh but you've noticed now that it's a lot more popular to do your upper body, lower body splits, uh, your push-pull leg splits, which for anyone who knows and or cares, there's a reason behind it. Um, it tends to be that people or research has gone through where it's more beneficial to train each body part more than once per week. Um, uh, recent studies have shown that, well, maybe not so recent studies have shown that your body parts or your muscle groups tend to recover a lot quicker than were first perceived. I think the old kind of method or um, thoughts were that it would take a full week week to recover um that could be due to the volume in which you were you were putting your your muscle groups through so for example if you did a chest day you would do a lot of volume on that chest a lot of sets a lot of reps and it would take a lot of time to recover uh so it would take a week until you would train that muscle group again otherwise you were you were labeled as overtraining whereas uh new studies suggest that if you cut down the volume you would recover quicker 
so if you train chest you did your bench press your a fly movement for example um and then split that into on the monday and then you would come back again within three four days and then you would do possibly bench press again and maybe two other movements and by splitting up the volume the quality and the sort of the quality and the improvement the performance the load would be of a higher standard therefore you are more likely to improve and make gains or muscle growth i suppose uh so in this episode we're going to delve into uh why i suppose i suppose we've sort of covered the why uh the positive and the slight drawbacks of higher frequency training uh so the reason why you do it has kind of been covered but if for example we're going to start with the positives you were squatting on the monday i know i keep using monday as an excuse uh, as an example but it's the best way to do it in my opinion uh it's just easier for me to explain it so say you were squatting on the monday and you did for example argument sake you did through four sets of five uh at 100 kilos uh you'd come back again thursday friday and you would squat again but possibly uh with a different rep range a lower load so that you don't fatigue as quickly and you you're less likely to pick up injuries but we'll come on to that um but one of the main um kind of sorry one of the main reasons or one of the main positives you would get from squatting twice a week is the higher quality or the higher chance that you will improve your technique so if you were squatting monday and you find that you've set your feet at a certain position you kind of you've braced you've done all the the cues that you're used to and it's taken you a couple of warm-up sets until you finally get into the kind of groove for anyone who's trained for a while you'll understand what i mean the technique cues are there and then it's a whole week until you squat again and for some reason you it takes you a while again to get into it maybe two working sets until you finally nail the technique you know like i said your foot positioning your bracing you're pulling the bar down into your into your traps whereas for anyone who's squatted more than once a week what you'll find is that it's a lot it takes less time to get into that groove of where your feet are meant to be you bracing your squat uh pulling the bar down you know activating all the, the muscle groups you'll find that if you train these kind of movements more than once a week your technique gets perfected a lot better and a lot quicker it takes less time to to get into it and and you you fly in as soon as you walk up to the bar basically you warm up sets with the bar you're already set with that technique because it's so fresh in your mind that you know you just fly into it straight away and and you'll find that um for beginners this will be brilliant because 
any beginner that that's been personal trained or has a personal trainer you'll find that the, well they won't get frustrated with you but you'll find that they repeat themselves if you're only squatting once a week so you go to the pt uh monday again monday uh you you train with them and by the end of the, the squatting session or the, the leg day or whatever the full body day um you're like oh yeah my squats finally got there on my third set i'm i'm really chuffed with that and then you come back next monday and the, the your trainer or your coach is is saying the same cues and the same things to you over and over again and it can be a little frustrating but i suppose if you've been with that coach monday and he's programmed you or she's programmed you to um, come back again thursday friday and do it on your own or do it with them you'll find that again it's fresh in your mind so you, you go straight into it and your, your confidence builds and your squat with your technique obviously will build um through load or volume they'll feel better there'll be a better stimulus through your your quads or the glutes hamstrings your working muscles whichever you're targeting so the one of the big um one of the big positives from doing high frequency training with certain um, exercises if you repeat that exercise is that your technique will improve and it'll prove improve pretty quickly um i certainly noticed that when i do um certain uh splits where i'm training an exercise twice that it takes less time for me to get into that mindset and and get the stimulus through the working muscle that I need to. Uh, So that's one of them. Um, Another positive of high frequency training is higher quality sets at the higher load. So it's, it's kind of linked into what I've just said. But for example, if I've got a bench press, um, and I'm going to use Monday again, and I'm training chest, um, just purely chest, and I do bench, I do incline dumbbell press for argument's sake, a fly movement, maybe a dip, and I've added another chest exercise, say press ups, for example. You'll find that if anyone's experienced this, where they've they've done the kind of bodybuilding row split, but um, is that the by the time you get to those last two exercises, the quality of the stimulus, stimulus being, by the way, for anyone who, who's kind of, because I'm going to refer to this quite a lot, is the feeling in the muscle. So the stimulus being, you can feel it in your chest when you look into train your chest and the muscles stimulating. Um, you'll find that's lacking in the end set. So the last two exercises, maybe your triceps start to take over uh you don't feel it in your chest as much because it's so fatigued that it's hard to to get the muscle working because it's so fatigued from the two or three exercises you've done before so what people recommend is that obviously you split that up into two days so you're saying you're doing a either a push day or uh an upper body day so those exercises that were lacking at the start where you would have done a purely chest exercise is now has its own separate day which allows a higher load it allows it to have for example the cable crossovers that you were your fourth exercise and now one of the first or second and they are suddenly from 
15, 20 kilos because you, your chest is so fatigued and it can't do any more. Otherwise, it just becomes uh, too difficult to perform. It's now one of the first or second exercises on that second day of the week where you're doing, say, 30, 35 kilos. So there's a higher load. There's a more a better chance of progression because your those working muscles are fresher. Uh, and your technique will be better, I assume. I'm not saying your technique is going to be bad, but there's less chance of it, the form breaking down because, again, the muscle groups are, are, are fresh, they're ready to go, and there's more chance of that higher quality set, a higher chance of the load going up because it's not too tired from what you've already done. Uh, so you're effectively splitting up the volume during the week but for a heavy load so so in terms of progressive overload which i'm sure i've touched on in previous episodes not that i can remember because it was i'm fairly sure i didn't have gray hair then and, and was quite young by the last episode but progressive overload will improve the volume will improve the higher chance you'll get of uh, a progressive overload basically uh stimulating muscle building muscle improving every aspect really um so those effectively in a short short way of putting it are the main positives of high frequency training that's i've given an example there of of a well-balanced high frequency training where you're training something twice a week i suppose i'm going to move into the more not the negatives, but the the potential downsides of high frequency training, and that's more probably tailored towards. Um, if you've heard of them, that there's like Russian Bulgarian methods of training where you're squatting every day, um, where the, you're talking high chances of central fatigue, high chances of general just fatigue in general, higher chances of injuries. So I'm going to touch on that now. With high frequency training, and you're talking, I think a small of method of training, possibly where you you squat in every day. Now, I don't know. I've never tried it personally, but if you're squatting every day and you're not getting the recovery in, you are much more likely to injure yourself obviously because you're not getting that recovery in even if you're getting your full uh sleep in which is you know your six to eight hours possibly more and you're hitting your your high protein um diet you, you're getting your, your calories in uh which it, i assume if you were trying to build your squat and you're squatting every day i'd highly recommend you be in a caloric surplus because you'd need that fuel and that recovery to keep that up. I'm not sure how, how it's laid out, this specific program, but if you are squatting a high amount of times per week, which is, you know, a highly taxing exercise to begin with, even if you're doing it once or twice a week, uh, you can start to pick up little niggles from it. Um, you can start to get injuries where, if you ignore them, will get worse, obviously. There's a lot of work to recover from, even if you did an isolation exercise more than two, three times a week, you're going to start to fatigue to the point where the muscle's not going to recover. And if the muscle's not going to recover, then the joints will 
start to take more of the load and you're going to get more potential injuries um you're going to be effectively be overreaching uh overreaching is something that um i cover with my clients quite a bit where maybe week one or week two of a program they'll be like they'll come to me and they'll say oh you know i did my my deadlifts my squats and they felt rp6 um so i upped the load and i'll kind of kind of rein them in and say look this is week one week two if it's an rp6 now that's okay work on the quality of the exercise before you start to fiddle with things because come if I'm adding load to an exercise or adding volume to an exercise, come week three or four, four or five before a deload or towards the end of a program, you know, you're talking week 10 to 12, then you're going to start to fail and you don't want that. You want to start at a position where you can achieve, get the high quality exercise uh, form in and then start to add the load because overreaching is something where you're either going to be uh, disappointed by not hitting a lift in four or five weeks or towards the end of the program, like I said, which isn't at the end of the world, or you're going to end up pulling something because you've overreached, you've set uh, a weight that's too high and your form breaks down and then that's what leads to injuries. So the negatives that can come with uh, high frequency training or very high frequency training you have to be very careful with it is that it puts a lot of pressure especially if you're reaching for those higher loads and you're trying to squat over 100 kilos five times a week that's just an example um i've just plucked up the air then that's going to really tax especially if you haven't got the, the recovery protocols in place really start to tax your body it's would be okay i'm not completely i'll never completely shut down a program or a, a, a training method but you have to be very sensible with it if you are doing it a certain amount of times a week and you were doing squatting four or five times a week then i'd make sure that program was short and sweet i wouldn't be doing two three four mesocycles of this uh, it's important to factor in the longer term uh, programming, I suppose. So if you're looking to high frequency train and you're doing it for a, I don't know, a six month period, then maybe it's worth backing off uh, for a, a mesocycle or two. Because again, I know I'm repeating myself, the more you do this, the more taxing on your body. The, and it might not come straight away, but these kind of niggles injuries uh, will creep up on you and it may may not be the point where it's during this training it might come after so it, you don't realize that's where you might not be able to identify this high frequency training as when it's the injuries come from it might come later down the line so you need to be aware of the downsides of it um it, it's i'm gonna briefly sum up the overview of this um you've taken taken into account the uh the positives you know to sum up you've got the higher quality sets for a higher load and potentially higher volume if you can fit it all in higher total volume of 
the week. So by splitting it up, you can do more sets at a higher quality and a higher load. So therefore progressive overload is, is much more likely if you are training certain body parts more than once a week. And then the downsides being accumulating injury, overreaching of load or volume and potential injury. Did I just say that? Oh, yeah. And fatigue, general fatigue as well. So you may end up going into the program thinking that you're going to end up with a guaranteed new squat PB, whereas if it's not programmed properly, it might be that your your squat actually falters. So it might start flying through the roof and going up and up and up and you're getting your high numbers and then you'll find that just before you reach your designated goal of or one number of what squat you, squat you want, it might be the fatigue leads to it actually not making it because you step up to the bar and you just can't get that extra rep out and then you push in the failure marker too close too soon and then it ends up that you end up just not getting there becoming demotivated becoming too tired to even train possibly there's always that that avenue that you end up going down so it really needs to be factored in and programmed properly where you're going up at a steady rate you don't like i said overreach don't try and overdo it the volume and the sets and reps are carefully thought out where fatigue is taken into account. You've got to do it so, sorry about the dead air. <laughs> You've got to ensure that you're managing your recovery, you're sleeping, you're getting your protein in, you're getting your carbs in, your dietary fats. And that's tailored around it. I wouldn't recommend doing very high frequency on uh, a cutting phase or a fat loss phase i make sure you you've factored in a deload week or deload weeks see so if you're doing high frequency training and you haven't deloaded again you're either going to falter where you start failing lifts you either pick up an injury or you just become too tired so make sure every so often you either plan your deload in advance, which is to what I tend to do with my clients. You need to factor in a deload, even though off the cuff, every five, four to six weeks in, at the start of the, the, your uh, program, pre-planned. So you pick a week uh, where you feel like if you're an experienced lifter or you've got a coach who will probably factor this in with your numbers, uh, he, they will pick a week where they think, right, that's where I feel like my squat or my bench or my deadlift will start to really kick in fatigue-wise. So you'll take a deload week, you'll drop the volume. So, for example, you drop from four sets down to two. Uh, it is frustrating, it's boring, but it's very necessary, especially for the, the negatives on high-frequency training that I've touched on. With the injury, the fatigue, it really does give you a second wind to carry on with your program. And it needs to be factored in. The other option with the deload is, is that if you kind of train intuitively to a point where you're still tracking your workouts, you're still 
looking at the overload that you're going through, but you just kind of go along feeling with deload where you know you're gonna you go into deload between four and six weeks, but maybe on week four you feel fantastic and you've or you're an experienced lifter and you just feel like you could go another week. And then maybe that week is when you're like, right, okay, I've hit week five, I'm very fatigued. I uh, the the signs that I've picked up in previous training through the years of training are coming in where I'm tired, I'm lethargic, I don't feel like coming into the gym. That's another kind of uh, factor that can come in where you feel like you need a deload is if you, you're kind of sluggishly dragging yourself to the gym. So deload can be helpful for your mental kind of look outlook on the gym. Uh, and then you decide on week six you deload. So then you drop the sets or the reps or whatever, however you your method of, of deloading is. So that needs to be um, built in. The other caveat I'd say with high frequency training, and I'm not talking about um, training body parts twice a week, it's where it's more than twice a week, like I said about the, the squat and other deadlifting four or five times a week, is I definitely would not recommend going from training uh, body split type thing uh split right like i said with um your training chest one day back one day so you're doing one leg day and then suddenly going to five days a week four five days a week i highly recommend that you test the waters with two first so you for argument's sake you do you're doing two leg days a week you see you're squatting twice a week and then build it to three and then go up to four or five because the shock of the system of going from one leg day to suddenly squatting every day will probably affect your body to the point where it'll start to break down. It's not guaranteed. Like none of what I'm saying here is guaranteed. Like you, you could squat three, four times a week, not pick up any injuries. It could be very well planned out and you could get incredible success with it but these are just kind of the the considerations i suppose to to high frequency training i hope this is only a very short podcast because i'm on my todd and without dan or whoever to bounce off it is quite difficult um i hope that's explained high frequency training a little bit better for anyone who's looked into it or has queried it um i appreciate because i don't get any money for this i don't get much uh, i'm obviously not sponsored by manscaped yet although they do tend to uh sponsor every other podcast i listen to so manscaped if you're listening i am in need of a razor sorry i'm going off i don't like i said don't this i don't get much benefit out of doing podcasts i've squeeze this in today um because i find that social media is very difficult to get your message across in detail um and it's just a minefield of shit basically oh this podcast has now uh become explicit so what i'd appreciate from you if you're listening if you enjoy it uh if you just clicked on it and decided to support me in any way is to share this on any social media share it with your friends your dog, your granny, whoever. I'd really appreciate if if you spread the word because, um, like I said, 
I take my time out to do this. So a little share uh, wouldn't go amiss. So uh, I appreciate that you've come back, if you are listening, obviously. Uh, after a very long stint of not doing any podcasts, I apologise. You can blame my daughter for that. Um, maybe I should change this to Father Your Fitness Podcast. That's a good one. Further to Father. Um, anyway, I'm going off on one. I'm, I'm rambling. So, yeah, share the podcast. Um, if you're interested in, in online coaching, uh, I have links through my Instagram and everywhere. So I'll just pop me a message. Uh, hopefully I'll be back again at some point within the next couple of weeks. Um, possibly try and get some guests on, but that'll be even more difficult with the, the schedule of uh, being a dad. But um, thanks again. <laughs>